Welcome to the In My Humble Opinion podcast, a podcast that looks to discuss a number of topics that sometimes create more questions than answers. The views and opinions expressed by the presenters are their own and can be assured are utterly and woefully misinformed. If you like explicit content and naive ignorance, then please enjoy at your own risk. Movie Showdown. Hello, 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 and welcome to the In My Humble Opinion podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Rob. We're in the semi final now. Okay. Okay. Thank you for guiding me through this. <laughs> Sports terms. I wrote it down. <laughs> like I wrote semi final. Semi final time. So we've got Forrest Gump versus Lord of the Rings and Showgirls versus Evil Dead. Shit. Whoever would have thought this? I know. It's a tough one. So what we could do, instead of arguing the points here, we are going to randomly choose this. Again, not we, <laughs> you. I'm going to think of a way that we can randomly choose this that is fair. Okay. Right. I'm going to think of a... <laughs> yeah, go on. So I'm going to put a number next to each one out of 10, and you're going to try to give me that number, and whichever okay. one you reach first is going to be the winner. So we've got Forrest Gump and Lord of the Rings here. So out of 10, what's your first pick? Your first number, completely at random. Seven. Okay, seven is not there. Okay. Try again. Uh, three. No. One. No. Eight. No, not eight. I'm, I'm, I'm like forgetting one for a second. Four. <laughs> four. Four. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump goes through. Forrest Gump was four and Lord of the Rings was six. Putting it down to this. Yes, because... For time, we can't like argue. Yeah, no, you. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with Showgirls and Evil Dead, we'll do the same thing again. Well, now, we'll do it the other way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go on. Then. I've got numbers. Okay. You want me go to on. guess the number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nine. No. Three. No. Seven. No. <laughs> One. Yeah, showgirls. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. That, well, you guess what? A little yeah. secret. A little behind the scenes for you. <laughs> None of the mad fucking numbers, mate. <laughs> no. When you said, I'll do it, I was like, he's going to choose showgirls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I am. No, but yeah, but at least I'm being honest about no, it. Bobby, hey, what are you saying about me there? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not about you. About, about society. About... <laughs> to be fair, I think I could have predicted this outcome. So For- Forrest Gump and Showgirls in the final of films that define us as people. So <laughs> it's come down to it. Insert tense music here. It's taken three episodes. Terrible jokes and movies falling like leaves in autumn to finally reach the final Forrest Gump versus Showgirls. Who will win? I think we know who might win. My money's been on Showgirls since the very beginning. But let's find out. 
in the final. So we've reached the final here. So it is Forrest Gump versus Showgirls. But although we had a choice of 16 movies to begin with, there were some movies that were snipped. And I think Robert mentioned this in a previous episode when he complained about how the movies were divvied up. So there are some honourable mentions here. They're not honourable mentions. They're the fact that like I gave you a list and you were like <laughs> clearly behind closed doors. Well, you and your other that. half, you're like, <laughs> no, I've my podcast, I edit it, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. I do all the art, da da da. Rob's just a fucking voice. Which I actually am. You are. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's very integral as my co-host. So yeah, <laughs> co-presenter. <It's... laughs> yeah. I don't pretend shit. People are like, no, my podcast, my rules, bang. Oh, yeah. If I didn't do it, no one would do it. And then we'd just yeah, be talking true. about some, some stuff <laughs> like we usually. Yeah, do. we'd just be talking. Yeah, So yeah, honourable mentions. So there mm. were some that were cut. And one of mine that were cut were the movie Get Out. So Get Out was a film that came out a few years ago. Um, it was a horror film, but it was also it was like a, a, a racially highlighting horror film where mm. this family trapped black men in to or just black people in general, actually, by sending their daughter out, obtaining a chap bringing them back and then cutting out their brain and replacing it with a wealthy white person's brain to kind of live mm. out this weird like white person fantasy. It's a very, very like surreal film and like it's shot really well. The music's really good and it is tense as fuck all the way through and the acting in it is just flawless. Was it about like, I've only watched it once, but wasn't it about sustaining like almost, um, like infinite living is that right in, in a way like the the family have like they put the consciousness of um, the dying a, a white so... yeah like a, a wealthy right. white person but then like uh, with the added layer of, of changing race as well oh so were the white people dying or not they were just wealthy and they're getting old it was like you say it's just a kind of like lengthen that that um their their lifespan existence yeah but it's just so creepy and mm. uh, jordan peele who directs it like go, went on to do um us and nope which are also great films as well um just making great films for like from from the black community that are original but pay like homage to the genre in general like it's mm. perfect I haven't watched either either of the films afterwards. I really should. I really oh, should. If, film. I'd I'd watch Nope. It's really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like an alien film, but it's done in such a good way. It's so good. <laughs> alien films are good. What's my alien? <laughs> oh, no, alien films. Uh, it's like a cloud, but no, it's really really good. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really it's it's fucking mad. It's so good, and there's like a, an Akira reference in it as well. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love alien films. It's the first time I was like a female with biceps. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It didn't confuse me as a kid anyway. So Gordy Weaver. No. Set me up for mad... China. <laughs> <laughs> China. No, I had mad crush on Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, valid. Yes. Yeah. Love that. I'd mad crush over the fucking horrible paintings in a <laughs> Vigo. <laughs> Vigo oh, the man, car I, yeah. I fucking love that painting. Yeah. That's that's yeah. good honourable mention. Very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was what was one of the ones that I cut out deliberately then? <laughs> one of the ones you cut out deliberately was Commando, actually, and I understand it purely because you know, there was there was far too much fucking testosterone in our list anyway. <laughs> With Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 3. Yeah. There was a hell of a lot of testosterone going on and Labyrinth. I mean, I'm sorry, but David Bowen is testosterone. Too much. Shit, son. Too much but testosterone. I, I love Commando. I love it so much. It's so... It is what it is. You know, yeah. it, it tells you exactly what it's going to do and it performs so well. Love it, yeah. The best bit in Commando. This is this is the film like, with, with Arnie and like yeah. he meets like the other guy. I can't remember his name, but he's like he plays Apollo Creed in Rocky, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like they, they clasp hands for the like as as like buddies. Yeah. And it's so bicepy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And slap. And like the, the camera work is epic. It's like focusing <laughs> on the bulging biceps and the sweat glistening <laughs> off of the pure beautiful man meat that is there. And literally like as that happened and like the first time I watched it I was probably like I don't know 10 I probably weighed about three kilos with glasses <laughs> and probably like two foot I was like I really want to be like that <laughs> so yeah. what happened well I, I mean I didn't get there <laughs> like ever my arms are still like spaghetti yeah. and I, I'm I'm bald yeah yeah I guess, like, that's a film that really, like, awakens lots of homosexuality in a lot of men, I guess. Like... <laughs> I mean, homo appreciation. Homo-erotic, yeah. The, homo-erotic. The appreciation of the, the, the masculine form. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. And they're in right. the jungle and they do shit, so it's cool. They're in the jungle and they do shit, and also he fucking does shit. Like, he gets off that boat on the beach... <laughs> And he's strolling around with a fucking LMG. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not a small like gun. machine gun. I'm not being funny. <laughs> like I was, it's a couple of years back actually. And Bryn, Bryn, if you're listening to this, you will appreciate this. So it's around a house that he was living in at the time, and uh, they gave me. So in this house, they had like a, uh, like a what is it called when you a decommissioned weapon? What is that called? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's like out of service. Yeah. So yeah, non-active. Yeah, this had one of these LMGs in their front room, and I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell! I'm looking at, it, I'm like, dear God, it's like three in the afternoon. I think it's my birthday. Anyway, <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> okay, there. I'm like, holy shit, is that real? They're like, yeah, it's decommissioned or whatever. Picked it up, and this thing is so heavy, like unbelievably heavy. And I was like, Ugh. and the fact that Arnie is one just hand. bowling around yeah. in one of them, getting <laughs> all these guys. Beautiful. Yeah, fucking no, loved it. Yeah, do give that film some ratings. It's a good action film, and it is what it yeah. is. Uh, yeah, fitting at the time. Uh, another honourable mention that came out of that was uh, Old Boy, the Korean version. Mm. So it's a pretty messed up film uh, of a guy that's completely just like comes out of a box, not quite sure what's going on, and kind of has to figure mm. out why these things are happening. 
um, mm. where where he's come from, like, and just try to retrace his steps and figure out what's happened. But leads to him eating an octopus live. Um, one mm. of the best fight scenes in cinema down a corridor, which has been emulated many oh, times. Oh God, yeah. Even in the game Sifu. Yeah, Sifu. Based off there's of that a, the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that scene where he like goes down the corridor. It's perfect. Yep. One shot. One Absolutely shot. beautiful, yeah. Yeah, like it's been copied so many times. Marvel loved to copy a one-shot corridor scene, but it was yeah. Old Boy that that like yeah. started it. Only for him to kind of like fall in love with a woman uh, who ends up being his daughter. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah oh, go on. No, no, no. I, just, I love that film just because it is. Like he he's a broken, lost person. Yeah. And like yeah. the thing that he clings on to just like essentially ruins his life. It's just a horrible game mm. that these people are playing. Yeah. I love like the with that film. It's not an action film, not at all. It's complete complete drama or yeah. like thriller mystery and shit. Yeah. And then when you actually find out why he was in that situation because he was such a shit bag and stuff, yeah. it's like oh my god, great yeah. film love it and that yeah that film changed me when i watched yeah. that i was like holy shit that's good films yeah. yeah 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 korean films do that they they dive into some weird subject matters but it's like there's a lot of like hu- human effect on on consequence so like actions that you make you will pay for in mm. some way and like a lot of them are, are usually like kind of based around that plus korean cinema is actually just fucking great if you have so a good. chance to yeah like train to basan is a zombie film better than oh. a lot of like western zombie films like so good so good ah might yeah. be watching yeah yeah of course anyway my yeah. next film that you decided to put on a scrap heap back off was definitely not an action or anything like that <laughs> is one of oh, I love this film. Maybe it's because of the soundtrack more than anything. I don't know because when the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, this song, this song." Anyway, yeah. relevant is Five Hundred Days of Summer. I fucking love this film. <laughs> I love this film so much, mainly because the cast Zoe yeah. Deschanel. Yeah, she's pretty. Chef, Chef Kiss, and then Joseph Gordon Levitt as well. He's in it and he plays a good lead. He's such a good actor, great actor. The soundtrack, how it all ties in. And again, it's like towards the end of it where there are two sides of it and how they're so convoluted and argumentative. And then it's not a happy ending either. No. And I love Misery. No, it's yeah. good. Sometimes you don't have to end on a happy note. Like like sometimes the, the most impactful films kind of have that like bittersweet ending. Um, yeah. Another one that I would have chosen, so I would have chosen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as well, mm. with a guy that um, he kind of like breaks up with his girlfriend, mm. and to do so to kind of help get him over the mm. like that, or she breaks up with him, is go through some kind of medical procedure where mm. it erases his memories, but then he kind of becomes conscious in that and and starts yeah. reliving those memories but trying to claw it back yeah it's so good it's really well shot as well it's like quite low budget but some of the like uh transitions between like reality and it and and his dream state are so good so good 
so good and it's also i think it like it resonates with everybody yeah in fact of like if that technology was available like oh my god like who wouldn't pay good yeah. money for that to Absolutely. forget something that they've done before yeah I, like, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. I, would, I would definitely like to forget about the time that i pissed on the car and got arrested for it <laughs> like, you know we'd all love to to forget those key things of like yeah it's great like almost like a that was like a homage to total recall with arnie back in the day <laughs> and like there's similar right. um like uh there's similar themes in it for sure yeah like mm. there's you know he he doesn't have no, oh yeah the similar thing with the woman with three tits yeah like, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 or, ju- or or like judge dread with sylvester stallone like and the oh, three God, shells yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wonder like what actors would have used that to forget films they've been in <laughs> Uh, Wesley, like, um... Wesley Snipes in Blade <laughs> One. No, 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 because Blade One was good. Blade, Blade One was, was great. All right. Blade One was fine. It had Norman it... Reedus in it. He was he and he plays Daryl Dixon in The Walking Dead. Yeah, he plays Daryl Dixon in fucking everything. He's in, he's just Daryl Dixon now. Yeah, just Daryl Dixon. Yeah, yeah I mean, Blade, Blade One was all right. Blade One was great. The opening scene of it, actually, I haven't watched it recently, but we, us, the pod, has had a a regular listener mention about it and like flashed it back to me. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I fucking yeah, loved it. They pushed it our way. We'll give it another watch. Yeah, <laughs> um, I fucking, I don't know. yeah. we did. We we mentioned uh, Blade Three uh, because yeah, of like, shit, Reynolds mate. crush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit. no shit. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's yeah, so funny in that film, like that film, like Wesley Snipes hated working on it so much that the director asked him to open his eyes in one scene, and he wouldn't. He refused to do it, but they had to to finish the scene, so they just CGI'd him opening some opening his eyes. Really? <laughs> so, what yeah. the third one? Yeah, the third one. Yeah. No, like he was deliberately had his eyes shut. Yeah, he was like, "I'm not opening them." So they CGI'd <laughs> it. <laughs> How do you do that? He was wearing sunglasses through all of it. Oh like, no, he's like he was on a table, like I don't know. Yeah, it was like no. What? Imagine what? if it was like an action shot. Open your <laughs> eyes so, so you can fucking see. No, no, I don't want shut. to. No. no, I'm not doing it. You if can't I don't open my me. eyes, I can't see the tax evasion that I'm committing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it like it I will give ratings to the first one. It's got like a really cool like uh scene with like the big fat guy and like they literally blow him up with UV lights. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, you focus on the glore. <laughs> glore and the glamour of it all. I'm focusing on the story. I'm actually it is my words, obviously, but special mention to a certain person that mentioned it. Like the if it wasn't for that film, like Marvel wouldn't have had like the resurgence that eventually did do. No, it was kind of the first film that uh, was uh, was successful for Marvel. It was after, good. Yeah, in the nineties, the the brand Marvel they were in such dire need of of like assistance that they ended up just selling property here, there, and everywhere. That's why Spider Man's like an X Men are all. Like those films are all Sony, where like all the other mm. films are now like you know there's Marvel sort of things. That's and they borrow each other now, which is good. But you know you won't see a decent X Men film because it's handled by yeah. Sony. 
Yeah. So oh, was X Men Sony? Pretty sure was it Fox? But now Fox is Disney. Spider Man yeah. Sony. That's why. Yeah. You know that's Spider Man is Sony. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my last, I would say my last honourable mention is The Matrix. Yeah. And like fuck the first one, the first one. Like, could you remember like when it came out? It's like. Yeah actually holy fuck like people's lives change people were literally like questioning their own <laughs> yeah, existence over yeah. this shit and like i still do to this day that's true red, blue, still... red pill blue pill yeah i would i can't remember which one is which but give me the one where i eat a fat juicy steak and look at a girl in a red dress <laughs> all day long who would literally who would choose to be in eating that gloop and what in like real life who would yeah. want to wake up from the simulation yeah would you want to wake up from that nah although oh what's the place that they they have like this their stronghold like zion is yeah and they got banging parties there like in the later oh, yeah but no, <laughs> only in the last film only yeah in the last film where <laughs> yeah. they literally they fuck themselves to death <laughs> right, so with that that's that's not even the first film but yeah Granted, go flash forward to that. They know that tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to get attacked and we're all going to die and everything like that. Instead of thinking, right, boys, let's get our head down a little bit. Let's get a good <laughs> nine hours, eight, eight, nine hours. Let's get refreshed. Let's get ready, prepared for this. No, instead of that, they all fucking take ecstasy. They go on a fucking mad bender. And then, like, the sentinels banging the door and they're like, Whoa! Yeah, yes, so, out. This is why yeah. humanity fucking failed in the first place. Because, like, you know, if it's going to be the end of all things, just like get fucked Stay up for it. Yeah. To yeah. be fair, I do that like every single Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Like Christmas Eve, we're like, right, wrap the presents up for the kids, get up nice and early and shit. And I'm like, right, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. I'm. I'll have a little beer. Have yeah, a little beer. Have a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking four in the morning. <laughs> I'm still we've, pissed and we've like, gone you to know. The <laughs> tradition. It's, it's what tradition. humans do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crumble yeah. under pressure. Um yeah. so yeah, those are our honorable mentions. And thank you very much uh, for the listener uh, who who highlighted Blade. If you do want honorable mentions, please contact us. Uh we'll be happy to talk about it. Uh, the honourable mention goes to Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Timmy boy. You're on the OG. Yeah, so, good man. Yeah, Thank I you. Like, I do like Blade. I'm just arguing with Rob. Uh, so, <laughs> right, the, the final is come down to Forrest Gump versus Showgirls. I think if we start with Forrest Gump and just give a brief overview of, of like, the story, just from your perspective and, you know, mm. my joint input, and and then we can kind of go go from there, really. So the the premise of Forrest Gump can be interpreted differently from every single viewer. Basically, I view it as a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. You viewing it like Blade was, <laughs> or Wesley Snipe was in fucking yeah, Blade Three. Eyes closed. Uh, no, yeah. all right. Okay, so like my my view of Forrest Gump, like yeah, go on. And I've kind of explained part of it throughout this series. Is film is great, and I will talk about the review. It does go to certain points in history 
and, but it uh, highlights that as, as episodes to help guide the timeline along so if you recognize mm. that you went to the white house and that was the president at the time and you know he weed on his hands and blah 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 um these sorts of things and it helps the time go along but i think they're just kind of like gratuitously put in there as like oh yeah no he was there and now he's a ping pong champion and now he's in nam and now he's owning a shrimp boat and it's like really yeah. popular. and like for me the character development of Forest, and this is something we'll never agree on, was very stagnant. But that's not to say that the characters around him didn't develop really well. Like the 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 um, ensemble cast around Tom Hanks was really really good. Like it was Gary Sinise as, as like a uh, Lieutenant Dan, perfect. Like you know he's this like really uptight. I'm talking. He's really uptight, dumb guy. And then like all of a sudden he's just like this war vet, and he's got like, and he hates himself, and there's all this other shit. And Forrest digs him out of it because he's like, <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Now um, listen. During that whole little fucking collection of words that you just said, I'm literally I've composed myself more than I've composed myself ever, and <laughs> yeah. you've even got like. Oh, because people can't see this because it's audio and you're like I'm talking, I'm talking because I'm getting extremely animated. The whole premise of it is, the whole premise of it is not necessarily how him, Forrest, changes that's not the whole point that's the complete opposite point the whole point is that he is him the whole way through and it's how he affects lives and everyone else changes around him and evolves around him rather than him actually changing himself and him not it's not even that he doesn't understand it it's that he's oblivious to it he's just existing he's just existing he's going through this like you know this one track line and stuff and how him himself and his actions be it non-conscious or conscious or whatever is irrelevant how everyone else changes around it and that is the fucking beauty of it it's so, just saying but when, when no shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's, basically, it's basically a message to people in general listen dunce you be <laughs> you be you, nice <laughs> you be you you be you and you be true to yourself and irrelevant and you just do your but, path but when Jenny passes away because of the AIDS, you know, yeah. stuff, and Forrest has his child, like, and yeah. he looks after Mini Forrest, Forrest Junior, or no, Bushel, name... or or like the, the tiny <laughs> dead kids or whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same kid, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, I wouldn't research over him. him. I wouldn't leave my child with. You wouldn't leave your child with him. No. no, you wouldn't. No, but you'd leave Jenny with him. No. She's reckless as well. Social services should have got involved well early. Jenny was reckless, blah, blah, blah. Had all of her own thing, everything like that. Definitely shouldn't have ever been a parent, but then changed her way and became like a really good parent. Forrest was never, ever a fucking bad person. All he <laughs> ever did, all he ever did was protect the people that he loved. Mowed the grass. Hold stop. Yeah, he mowed the grass. Went for a little jog. He had nothing else to do. Went for a little made, jog. Made a great business. Um, made Lieutenant Dan actually like love himself. Bubba Gump's family. 
made them fucking privileged and shit off of an idea that Bubba Gump had. Like, you know, fuck I off. Know. I know, no, no. I actually really, really like Boris Gump. I think it's a great film. And I, I actually agree with everything that you say. But to argue against your points and what you get so passionate about it, like, tickles me. <laughs> next, next time we're together, next time we're together and hungover, and I say, like, oh, yeah, or you say whatever. Oh, yeah, let's put a film on. We're not watching Showgirls. No. no we're no. watching Forrest Gump. And you're going to hear. <laughs> so we'll end up watching Showgirls. <laughs> yeah, we will watch Showgirls. <laughs> Whilst we're watching Showgirls, least, I'll oh. tell you all about Forrest Gump. <laughs> the, only, the only difficulty storyline-wise that I have with Forrest Gump is that Jenny died of the AIDS, which she clearly... She ends up going to Forrest before they have a child. And she goes, yeah. Forrest, I'm sick. And he's like, <laughs> I'll look after you and shit. I'm not being funny. She should have been a better better person and said, yeah, yeah I'm not sick. Like, you know, I've got COVID or like I haven't, I haven't got bird <laughs> flu. Yeah, I've got, I've got AIDS. <laughs> and then he looks after her. Obviously, fucks her, has a kid, you know, but he, she goes, he never gets AIDS and dies. So, no, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But maybe because, well, they didn't use protection because she got pregnant. She goes back to Forrest because she knows that's the one consistently good thing throughout her life as she's ripped it apart deliberately herself. Forrest mm. has always been a fixed point of consistency. And because she knows that's the, the whole fucking point of it. I know. I'm that's not arguing it. that now. I've told you. I've told you. Like he like I agree. I agree. Like in the story, it's it's easy to write that around somebody who has no consequence in terms of moral dilemma. Like Forrest <laughs> is honest and open and says what he thinks, and nine times out of ten, it's like the most positive thing. Mm. And that is fine. It's easy to write around that. And that's why I think the the, ensemb- the ensemble characters are probably the best parts of the film, only because mm. it makes Forrest's character like heightened. So he does appear as this like yeah. really honourable person because of mm. all the non-honourable people around him who he helps in different yeah. So And they they become better. And yep. they improve their lives and they're happier, etc. and stuff purely because of him. I mean, Jenny coming back to him, having a kid with him, had nothing to do with him being a fucking nigh on billionaire. Nothing to do <laughs> no, with that. No, none nothing of that. To do no, with that. No. no, of course not. No. No, but none still. of that. None yeah. of it. So yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah, sorry. No, we love it. We love it. So the argument for Showgirls then. So a little synopsis synopsis about Showgirls. So <laughs> it starts off. And we forget actually. I think we've explained quite a bit of what Showgirls is about from Nomi's perspective. But if we try to think about the other characters a little bit here, now we we did fail to neglect uh, to mention her friend. Who? Yeah, I was. Yeah, we is, have. Sorry, sorry yeah. to cut you off. We have spoken about Naomi and like the comedy side of it and whatever and the stuff like that, but zero about the actual story <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. So yeah, like Naomi Malone, she she is like this girl who flies in. She just like sweeps into town, and she has ideas about 
what she wants to do, but she can't really get there because it's a difficult industry, and but she wants to be successful. So uh, she kind of befriends this woman uh, who ends mm-hmm. up being a costume designer for a highbrow titty show, essentially, mm. goddess. The the friend she well, the person she befriends like takes her in and and Nomi lives with this woman essentially gets introduced to Crystal Connors that way and then Crystal, Crystal Connors, Connors Crystal Connors um and that's when Crystal Connors like does her weird manipulation thing uh, between her and Flintstones villain guy the victim. Uh, yeah, the victim. Through <laughs> um, through for no apparent reason, we established this, that there doesn't seem to be a clear motive about it. She just kind of like fucks shit up a little bit. But the friend, she's what she's what the late newer generation call a disruptor. <laughs> she is, yeah, she is, yeah. she is that, yeah. is that. She's got a great thing going on. Like she has like great thing. She's at the fucking pinnacle of her career. She's king of the castle. She's like top dog. She's like, nah, let's fuck it up a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's true, but like, and uh, but talking about the victim, so Carl mm. McLaughlin, like mm. he he he's not so much a victim. He is he's also playing a game, and this happens like with the story. The best friend has an obsession with this singer mm. who, once Nomi starts to get in with the 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 victim. With, with Carl McLaughlin mm. um, is able to go to a party where this singer is and yes. she wants to meet the singer when she finally the meets yeah the A-listers and she, she finally mm. meets the singer who she's idolised and everything for a very long time and then the singer like brutally rapes her uh, it's a horrible horrible storyline but it's very yeah. much swept under the carpet quite quickly mm. through Nomi's own obsession with herself. There's, mm. there's different, yeah. a whole heap yeah. of other layers going on. So that gets put to the side while Nomi is in a struggle with Crystal Connors and Carl McLaughlin. I forgot his name. The in victim. The, the victim. About the power struggle to then become the lead in Goddess. Mm. And it's so rubbish but it is great. There's like lots of other things in there as well. Like the guy that she also, he wants her to be the dancer, but he really just wants to get in her pants and all this other stuff. Like it's, yeah. there's loads of different storylines going on, but it is, it's just a power struggle between all of these, these characters. It, yes. It comes across like a soap opera, like on Lifetime channel or whatever, but with <laughs> an abundance of tits and arse and, and like toplessness. But that's what like, makes it so like, like endearing. on the BBC shown two times a day. Yeah, God, just imagine Susan Kennedy. In- <laughs> you, think this, you think this is the first time I've imagined Susan Kennedy? You're fucking mad. Harold well, yeah. Bishop and Harold Bishop Helen. and Lou Carpenter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where you're going. Like they're down the water hole, and are they? <laughs> this strafe. Strafe. We're spit roasting Helen tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, yeah, no, I'd, I think a lot of showgirls is, yeah, yeah, it's a titty film, tits, blah, 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 and everything like that. But it's a fight. It's a fight against the patriarchy. And then, the like, is, initially yeah. it should be, because obviously, like, the industry is based around the patriarchy of, like, men, get these clubs, 
they want you to dance for men and everything like that. But actually, the underhanded, the underhanded actual power is the matriarchy. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, for me personally, it symbolizes the fact that, like, yeah, women or the matriarchy speak about, yeah, let's empower women, let's empower each other, let's do this and everything like that. But actually, this film is complete opposite. Yeah, it's women trying to cunt women over. Yeah, benefit men. It's terrible. And like I'll always remember. Sorry, the one part of the film that I remember the least, purely because we would be rad jewels or whatever, <laughs> watch the film up to that stage, and then after that, I'd be like, it would get to a certain scene, and I'd be like, right, he wants a cup of tea. Let's have a little, like, <laughs> yeah, little break. Yeah would be be that rape scene because it is yeah. fucking horrific it like is. it is so horrific it's so shocking to watch isn't it it's so powerful it yeah like for, for a film that although it's trying to be serious comes across as, as fairly comical in its acting and like some of the storylines try to be super serious and stuff the best friend throughout the whole mm. film like has an obsession with this guy and then it's that abuse of power mm. from the the singer and it is it doesn't hold and his, his mates. punches yeah and his mates as well yeah, yeah. it's all very very yeah. horrible because of the most serious element in that that's it kind of redeems it in a little way because that's a story that does need to be told what doesn't mm. need to be told is the other random shit around it but it all accentuates what's going on like it's it's just it's fantastic like and to live out there like vegas and do that stuff that's probably very normal it just looks to the outsider as like completely fucking bonkers but that's like a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask adele <laughs> yeah adele's... Like, oh, adele what'd you do on tuesday um you know well my costume costume creator <laughs> got fucking gang raped and i flapped around in the swim pool having shit sex yeah Admittedly, yeah the sex scenes for a film that's supposed to be sexy like in the review are very questionable and logistically yeah, I mean, very odd logistically almost impossible <laughs> like i mean how'd you get those fucking angles going back to your like patriarchy thing with like we mentioned it before with the auditions and like the, yeah. the men coming in and being very forceful about like you know with mm. show us your your breasts now and like can you make your like nipples erect and then using ice mm. and stuff it's like it's really like watching it while trying not to take the piss out of it mm. is actually like really dark and disturbing it's it like, is the film is just dark and disturbing that, it? yeah but that stuff went on and may still go on today in that industry and i mean if it doesn't then you've got like a lot of dancers with almost inverted nipples (laughs) who's gonna pay money for that nobody's gonna pay any money for that you need those nippy nips out they gotta be like right in right in the punter's face yeah (laughs) I, i think it did the complete opposite of sexual films we'll say because there's a lot of sexual films where you're like oh yeah that's really really sexy and stuff but this like highlights how unsexy that actual business is and yeah. when you see the clientele and you're like oh yeah. god fucking hell yeah. that shit yeah. yeah there is a harsh reality to it and maybe that wasn't the intention but it came across that way for, for personally like we watched it 
because it had boobs in it. <laughs> That's what we yeah, take away. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> That's God, what we yeah. took away for it. So, you know, although Forrest Gump has the social impacts of like understanding relationships, um, redeeming yourself, like heavy amounts of redemption from a lot of the the um, other characters, and you know, Forrest is, is happy at the end with his son. Um, although it's bittersweet because he lost his mother and Jenny, the woman he loved, and his best friend. Like you, you don't ever know from the start to the finish Forrest's emotions. You don't ever know, not once, if he's happy or sad or anything. You don't know, right? So really it really comes down to to what is gonna win. Like we we've actually mm. talked quite seriously about the good points of of all these films in this episode, but mainly focusing on Forrest Gump and Showgirls, and actually being quite serious about their content and you know the impact for Forrest Gump for yourself has been quite profound like Mm. for myself it's been a film that is memorable and has very key qualities in it which you would want to kind of watch again when you feel like I need that pick me up in a way you've literally watched it once haven't you no i've watched it many times and it's the same with showgirls as well it's that film that you think it's not the same as showgirls there's no way i have watched any film any (laughs) film more than showgirls (laughs) no way girls the most most times that's how that sentence yeah i mean (laughs) with or without you (laughs) you're you tooing me are you who did um, I? I actually ended up watching Showgirls with somebody else. My mate, um, Brent, was like, yeah, I was watching a film Showgirls. Had to turn it off. Yeah. So I was like, you're not getting it, are you? <laughs> 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 you, you're, not, you're not getting this. You're not getting it. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. means a lot, man. Um, <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, okay, so we got to think now. We got to think. We yeah, have the, the film that will win the movie Showdown. What, what what are we deciding? Uh, we could do heads or tails. We could do that. Okay. We could do that. Or <laughs> or we could yeah. do it like this. We could do it's just me and you, no one else, <laughs> no one else around. Okay. What like <laughs> <At> now? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much now. Or uh, any other opportunity we ever release a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, right. Let's do it because all of this is about films that me and you both know and we've watched together and everything like that. All right. So, what out of those two films, which one would you most want to watch with me? Girls, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Yeah. Because, although what would you be wearing? I'd be wearing a Versace dress. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I'm pronouncing it Versace because that's what she pronounces it in the film instead of Versace. And it's funny because uh, uh, I'm that, so. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that you're saying that you're wearing a dress. And like, <laughs> I, I would be myself, I'll be wearing like a fucking, like a denim fucking vest with like patches all over it. And like fucking a chain with my wallet and all that <laughs> shit yeah, and like, bring the chain with the box back. yeah That's because right. good. <laughs> no yeah you treat me good i won't treat you fucking good and you That's know how that. i love it <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. So, so yeah um, sorry 
Showgirls wins. Showgirls wins. It has led up to this moment across three episodes um, to the conclusion that me and Rob had from the first minute of the first episode of Movie Showdown that Showgirls yep. will win. <laughs> yes. And it has been heavily influenced throughout. And there you have it. Showgirls wins Movie Showdown. The story of a girl trying to make it big and doing whatever she can to make that happen. This choice goes to prove that our presenters are nothing more than dirty perverts who like to see a little bit of boobies now and again and try to hide it by creating a movie tournament on their podcast when really all they wanted to do was talk about boobs. But there you go. Showgirls wins movie showdown. There we go. Let us know your thoughts on the um, the choice that we made. Do you think mm. from the things that we discussed, and if you've watched Showgirls, you'd obviously agree with us anyway. Um, yeah, how could you not? We, yeah, did we make the right decision? Should we have chosen Forrest Gump? Which which films uh, should have gone through? Were the honourable mentions honourable enough? You know, we want to know. And if you think we should do another one of these, let us know. To be fair, yeah. I'm quite tired of talking about films. <laughs> no, same, yeah. yeah. I do love because... movies, but there's a lot of pressure to try and make every conclusion showgirls. Um, so, yeah, we will be back next week with something different again, because mm. this podcast... And I don't know if we we kind of if you haven't got it already, is completely random. Every episode is different, and we like it that way. We don't want to be boxed in to any particular genre. We we want yeah. to try to give everybody a bit of something, but in our own individual, completely misinformed take on things. We we want to have a topic, and obviously like this and the other two episodes beforehand. That's a lot of time and like a, a big chunk of a, a topic that we love dealing and stuff. But like we we want to talk about everything. We like do all all loads of shit. Where Paul, I want to make sure that Paul researches <laughs> as much like random stuff and just <laughs> like throws it between the two of us. Yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Absolutely, yeah. If you love the podcast, please leave uh, a review. Or, like, just, you know, even if it's a negative one, <laughs> just leave something. Um, but don't, because we love you. Um, and <laughs> uh, just leave it on your favourite podcast. Share this around. Like, if you mm. think that, you know, you love it, it's funny, tell your mates. Get us out yes. there. We are attention-starved, and we want more attention. Yeah, yeah. tell your nan. <laughs> tell your nan. Nan will love us. Yeah, yeah she loves it. Should we do a Nan-specific episode where everything's all lovely? Should we do a child-friendly episode where Rob doesn't say the word cunt 60 or 70 times? <laughs> we can do a Nan episode, but like, I don't think we have much on like lovely Nans. To be no, no. <laughs> that has been the movie Showdown. Showgirls wins. Everyone's happy. I'm probably going to go off and watch Showgirls now. Yeah, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably going to do the same. Awesome. Uh, we will see you next week with something completely different. 
I have been Paul. And I've been Rob. And you've been listening to In My Humble Opinion. Take care. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the In My Humble Opinion podcast. The finale of Movie Showdown. Join us on Instagram by searching at humbleopinions underscore podcast or TikTok by searching at in my humble opinion podcast or viewing us on YouTube by searching in my humble opinion pod or one word.